Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now because it's Elio for life. That's right. The transfers can't stop, won't stop. Oh, I kind of screwed that last part up there just a little bit. But that's right. We're here to talk about the transfers. This is a transfer pod, and this is the LEO podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. My co-host, ever-loving, ever-trusting co-host, is on an anniversary trip with his wife. Uh, So filling in. You're stuck with me, guys. Yeah. The Purdue guy, the producer, Seth. You can find him on Twitter at, I don't know, Seta5. Seta. S-E-T-A-H-5. Block him on Twitter. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yes, so what's going on, man? You want to talk some transfers with me? Yeah, it's better than anything anything else I got going on, that's for sure. I guess. So um, here's what we're going to do. Kind of briefed you on this about an hour and a half ago, maybe two hours ago. So we're going to talk about the transfers individually, just quick, um, and the order that they've come in. And then we will also talk really quick, super quick, about uh, the people leaving or that have already left. Um, Sayonara, boys. Yeah, and if there were any impact players and what that impact may have been. So um, let's get right into it. Um, The first one uh, was the wide receiver from Florida State, DJ Matthews. Brandon and I have talked about him a couple times already. I want to I want to loosely use the word wide receiver, white w- words, right? Man, the Diddy, eh, 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 there it is. That's what I needed earlier. That's what I needed. Uh, has really thrown me off. But wide receiver, uh, he's yeah. We'll get there in a second. He's 5'11", 170, Florida State transfer, twenty seventeen Army All American out of high school. Uh, ranked as a four star kid. Um, number eight overall in the wide receiver class for that year, which included Donovan Peoples-Jones, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, and Devontae Smith. That's right. I said Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, and Devontae Smith, all in the top 10 in that class, all went to Alabama. Um, Roll damn tide. <sighs> oh, wrong pod. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know my place. That's one of your other front-running pods that you're on. Um, I'm, a Clem- I'm a Clemson dog. <laughs> <laughs> so T Higgins. So um, special teams expert is probably more of his. Yeah. He's his a return role. specialist. Yeah. Let's be real. That's what you should be expecting out of him. I think I, if you get any catches out of the slot, that's a bonus. But I think as far as like expectation level setting, you have a really good return specialist. Yeah. I, they, I saw a highlight of him today um, when I was looking through some stats where they were down 30 to three at Florida and they oh, ran a wide God. receiver reverse pass with him. And he made 
a pretty incredible play. Uh, very Brett Favre, um, Pat Mahomes. I guess that'd be more uh, TikTok generation comparison, uh, where he just kind of I don't even know. It wasn't even like a like a shovel pass. It was like a chest pass almost. It went twenty five yards at the end of the play. The pass went like ten, but it was pretty impressive. Check it out. Okay. If you get really bored. Um, as far as uh, his receiving highs for his career in 2018, he had 41 catches on the season. And then 2019, which was the last year that he played, um, he had three touchdowns receiving. So I'm hoping we see him a little bit in the slot. Uh, if not, we can go back to our wide receiver pod and, and I don't know, stick uh, David Ellis back in the slot or something. Um I just assumed he would get back in just, just, just plug, plug and play, but maybe not. Um, definitely going to feature in the, in the return game from what I would understand too. So, yeah. And depth isn't an issue at wide receiver for as far as you guys are concerned. I don't no, think so. Especially not it's, after last weekend. Yeah. Um, the next person that came in, uh, Zach Carpenter, offensive guard, uh, center combo kid, six, five, three twenty, transferred in from Michigan. Uh, not a very, high rated recruit but had some big time offers clemson michigan state oregon old miss kind of the highlights in there outside of michigan uh he's from ohio did not get an ohio state offer so i'm assuming that would have been an instant trigger had he have um received one of those appeared in five games last year uh started three on the or i'm sorry played three of them on the offensive line so two must have been um Maybe a special, special team because they yeah, don't probably, consider that a start. Maybe probably field goal. Field yeah, goal team. two starts at center. So I think that's who we're going to end up plugging and and right into center, unless that's is it, unless Dylan Powell's still around. Um, maybe I should check that, considering I am on an Indiana football podcast, and I think I know a lot about this particular team. He is still around, so Dylan Powell may be there as well. Um, to mess with center but either way i think they're going to switch in between the two um and figure that out uh he should have three years to play three unlike dj matthews who is going to be a one for one i'm going to say what i think that they should have again just keeping the tradition of the last uh two months worth of pods i have no effing idea how much time they have left to play anymore so if they if they're ready to go uh i guess it's their time so um, one person I do know that just has one more year to, left to play is the next one in. Uh, that's Ryder Anderson, the old Miss transfer at defensive end, 6'6, 266. Had 42 tackles last year, 18 solo. So, you know, when you're on the defensive line, you share quite a few tackles. Two and a half sacks. Both of those were career highs. Um, would have liked to see that sack number up, but as we were um, laughing our way through the Outback Bowl preview, he did play for maybe the worst defense in the history of the world, and we scored 20 points against them. So um, it'll be good to have him in uh, either as a depth option or an immediate starter. Our yeah, I seven transfer coming in may take that playing time from him, but we'll see. I think he's the guy who has the most, at least of the D linemen that we're going to talk about, the most plug-and-play instant impact ability. Um the yeah, size, he's got tons of experience, the burst that he has, the experience mm-hmm. exactly, and he's coming from the SEC. So even if we want to, again, hotty toddy, uh, 
definitely not the best defense in the league last year, but he's been playing against SEC offensive linemen for what, three, four years now. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Big 10 country. We hate to admit that, but there's probably a good chance. Those are a tier above what he may be facing. If not quicker now, and maybe not a tier above, but definitely a different breed of offensive. Yeah. Lines. Sorry. Good, good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, we've every, almost every team, maybe outside of Rutgers, are Maryland. the big hog mollies instead yeah, of, kind have of the, the zone boys. spread. Yeah, yeah. Which the SEC tends to, yeah, some are power, but most of them are, are more zone read schemes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think he's going to be, I think he'll have an impact this year. I think all three of the first ones uh, will have an impact. The next one coming in is kind of a luxury bring in, almost legacy. a package deal, a yeah, legacy yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, Dylan McCullough, um, the second following his dad from um, Miami of Ohio. His dad's coming from the Chiefs back home to be the assistant. I think he's the assistant head coach or associate head coach um, and the IU running backs coach. So uh, Dylan McCullough, his son, Dylan McCullough, the second, 6'1", 195, Miami of Ohio transfer at safety. Uh, no stats last year. I think he had one tackle in 2019. So I'm not sure if he just kind of like opted out last year. I don't know. I don't know a lot. You can't find a whole lot of stats from Miami of Ohio. So I was going to say, I did a lot of looking into Miami, Ohio uh, players from the last couple of years. I could not find a single thing on him. It was like, I mean, he was like the ghost in the darkness. There was just nothing there. There was no detail on most of their players. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the next one, another Miami of Ohio transfer, and somebody that apparently this you have is a why decent, I was looking. <laughs> a decent <laughs> amount of um, information on, weirdly enough. Uh, tight end transfer, 6'6", 230. His name's James Bomba uh, from Bloomington South High School. Um, I tried to see if we offered him any sort of walk-on scholarship or preferred walk not scholarship. He's but a preferred walk-on. Preferred walk-on. Um, 2020, no stats. He's coming in as a redshirt freshman. So there's a good reason for that. Okay. Uh, Google, when you have some free time, James Bomba TMZ, you guys got a TMZ boy. He, uh, yeah, so a couple of players uh, at Miami went to Theta Chi Frat. And again, I, I guess we should probably say alleged, but it's all been published. There's criminal reports. There's video. Um, they apparently got kicked out of Theta Chi. Um, and then they brought him and another guy the next night with masks, like uh, all sorts of gear. And apparently he or one of the other guys took golf clubs to frat bros heads, um, broke orbital bones. People went to the hospital. There are ongoing court cases. Uh, he got charged with, um, at, he had multiple um, misdemeanor charges. I think disorderly conduct and trespassing maybe. Um, I think all three or four of them ended up getting charged. So wow. I can't remember splitting them all out. So um, there's but, three of them. James Bomba, Mitri Mitsupanda. Yeah, it's like a Greek name and TJ Rush. Yeah. I know James Bomba more so aside from just the TMZ thing. It looks like he's put on about 25 pounds and maybe an inch since I saw him in the 2019 season. My nephew played against him in, uh, 
uh, I mean, Bloomington South, I think is about 5A, 6A. It's one of the big schools in the state. And they were playing Edgewood, which is like a 3A or 4A. Um, and he he ended up moving to center for that game because they had a bunch of injuries on the offensive line. And he was going up against like a 5'11", 175-pound nose tackle. And he just destroyed him. He just big boy bully balled him all day long. Um, so, I mean, he has, he has blocking skills, <laughs> um, at least against smaller guys. Um, he has some talent. I've seen him play about probably about a dozen basketball games. He was also in the same AAU program. My, my nephew was in, and then I saw him play a couple games at South. Um, he has some mobility. He, he, again, his basketball style was a lot of bully ball and then he could shoot some outside jumpers too. Um, so he was, he has some athletic skills. His family is big in the, in, in uh, Bloomington area. It's a Bloomington South, like, uh, um, you know, a big pedigree legacy last name around there. Um, so if he gets his act together, which I mean, optimistically he was 19, I think when it happened, he has plenty of room to grow and yeah. you know, you don't want to demonize these kids forever for a stupid incident. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has the potential to fill out a little bit more and to be a utilized player in, uh, in the pass and the run game. If, you know, again, I don't know if he has big 10 talent, obviously he was a Miami, uh, Miami signee out of high school, didn't have a bunch of offers. Um, but you know, I know IU is good at developing kids, putting weight on kids. Um, so if he can keep that kind of mobility and speed and add some weight to them and, get the technique right he has a potential of playing there's just uh unfortunately he has a little bit of history to him well as we'll see a little bit later on um when we do outgoings we do lose two tight ends so it i mean if he's if that stuff's in the past and he's good to go it'll be at least nice to have a little bit of depth um absolutely god forbid there's any sort of injury like maybe to bjorngren or somebody that um is going to do most of the uh, Bjornson Bjorngren. What am I talking about? Um, that's going to do most of the blocking anyway. So we'll see how James fits in. Um, if he does, maybe he's a special teams player. I was going to say, I could, I could see him being a special teams guy, but from what I understand, I think he's got four to play four. So he'll be here for a little right. bit and we'll see how, how that goes. Hopefully he can get some of that Bloomington South. Um, you said legacy kind of deal yeah. going on and, get his head right and, and get it figured out. Because I think if he goes to fight a frat at IU, it might be a little bit of a different um, turnout. So yeah, I don't know how much you guys know about those Mac frats, but they're not really much of a fraternity. Um, so uh, at least the ones at Ball State weren't. So bring yeah. it. Um, the next one coming in uh, seems to be your favorite person to talk about for some reason. Stay, staying in the Mac. Yes. Um, a defensive tackle depth ad is what I wrote here. Um, yeah. 6'1", 190. So he's just a mountain of man, man meat from Northern Illinois, uh, Western Crane or Weston Kramer. Sorry. Uh, I believe he's another one that's going to have four to play four. Um, no real stats to talk about. And no, no, no. Does he have, I think he's done. He's a graduate transfer, I think. Yeah, I thought it was a grad transfer. Um, not a whole lot of stats. Yeah, not a lot of detail at all. I so saw just his, a I saw ad. his picture. Uh, yeah. that was probably my favorite part. He looks like a he looks like a defensive tackle. Just a mountain. Just yeah. a, I mean, he's six one two ninety. You're you're all you're Plotting. doing is you're just a a block. What do they call it? A block magnet block or something? Yeah, block eater. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy you want a guard and a, and a center having a combo block in order to uh, free up those linebackers to scrape and to read and scrape. Sure. So then 
I kind of want to skip the next two and save them for, I'm going to save them for the end. Okay. No, I'm not. We'll just talk about them. So the next two that I'm going to talk about are I, who I think will have the biggest impact immediately. Uh, the next one that came in was the defensive end out of Auburn. Uh, Jaron Handy, he's 6'5", 255, ranked as a number seven overall strong side defensive end in 2019 as a composite from 24-7 Sports. Uh, should provide, from what I've read, he should provide what we've been missing for, um, oh man, what feels like 10 years, which is a pure athlete off of the edge. Um, coming out of high school, I believe he was 6'5", around 270. So he's leaned out quite a bit, which is what we need. Um, he had one sack last year. Uh, I'm assuming he was stuck behind some future NFL defensive ends as well. So um, he should have three to play three. If he came in in 2019, played last year, it doesn't really matter. So yeah, three to play three. Um, I think he's going to be a really important add for this defense um, to kind of just, I mean, give the linebackers a little bit of a break from having to blitz every single down and do everything for this D. So um, do you have anything to add on Jaron Handy? Yeah, the only thing is that I think what was the 2019 was when uh, – uh, was that Auburn versus Purdue? In was the that bowl Music game? City Bowl 2019? It uh, sure was, I think. Uh, all I know is their their line was stacked that year, and, and from what I believe, well, at least where I watched last year, I thought they were stacked again. So, um, again, don't have any details on him. I'm, I'm assuming that his issue was uh, was just not seeing the playing field because there were pros kind of yeah. all up and down that line. And what's funny is when I was doing some research on him uh, for the pod, I thought about all of those rumors of Tom Allen, like the plane, the plane tracker going from Bloomington to Auburn and like all of that stuff. Oh, Tom Allen's going to Auburn. He's going to go to Auburn. <laughs> he was going to Auburn, but he was going to get Jaron Handy real quick getting Jaron Handy, bringing him on back. So uh, that'll be a real nice ad, I hope. Uh, the next one that should be an immediate impact kid, please, if he can stay healthy, um, which we've seen what he can do if he can stay healthy, is Stephen Carr, uh, former five-star recruit out of USC, six foot 195 at running back, uh, 2017 Army All-American, um, number three overall ranked running back in 2017, which had... Players like Najee Harris, Cam Akers, and DeAndre Swift, all three in the NFL. Um, Najee Harris just got drafted, right? Yes. By the yeah. Ravens, maybe? I think he was, what, late first? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, from from everything I read, this kid is supposed to be, was supposed to be a surefire NFL running back. But he's injury prone so it's some pretty serious back issues from what i could see um on a lot of the highlight tapes that i that i've seen he's a, he's shifty but he's not like i don't think he has top end tevin coleman speed but he's not slow um he looks big when he runs he almost runs upright which is not great but when you see him move it's like these dudes are just flying by him like like what do you what do you square on PlayStation? Yeah. To just dive tackle. It's it's awful looking. So speedy back, shifty, good feet, can catch out of the backfield, uh, and should be a perfect complement to Samson James. Um, Samson James is kind of the whole package as well, but more of that power back. Um, just if we can keep 
Carr on the field, away from the injuries, I think he's going to have an immediate impact. Um, in 2019, he had his career high in yardage and touchdowns. Again, just a little shy of 400 yards rushing and five <laughs> touchdowns, so nothing crazy. Yeah, when uh, I remembered watching that 2017 All American game, I can't remember why. Maybe that was was that Rondale's year? Maybe. Um, I, anyways, I always watch those. I'm a sucker for was it like mid February football? Kids? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, yeah. <laughs> no, just, uh, you know, I, football season's over and you're just looking for looking for some kind of football. All American game pops up. I think it's like mid February or something like that. Um, I remember him being impressive. Um, and then when you oh, God, when the announcement came down, the text messages that you sent in a group thread, I would have thought this guy was like the two time reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And I don't watch a lot of Pac-12 after dark. Um, <laughs> I'm getting old. I don't stay up that late. And quite honestly, Pac-12 sports, unless they're like the uh, the privileged sports, you know, um, they just don't really excite me that much until UCLA coming out of nowhere in the Final Four. But whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm anti-Pac-12, if you can't tell. Yeah. Um so I, you know, I was like, oh, maybe he put together some really great seasons that I was unaware of. And then I was like, wait, I remember they had step, they had, you know, they had two yeah, or three step, other running backs right. that they featured. I don't remember his name coming up at all. Um, and then I looked it up and you were, you were just going off about how excited you were and how this was going to change the program that he was the missing piece, um, which may all well be true. Don't get me wrong. So I immediately went to his stats and I think my, my response was, dude hasn't put over 400 yards in a season ever. And uh, yeah, I felt bad, but also I needed to okay. rain on your parade a little bit. Okay. So, so here's, here's the way I, here's the way I look at it. He, he rushed for 1300 yards on about 260 carries. So five yards per carry, 12 touchdowns in six starts over four years. Well, yeah. So, well, if he could stay healthy, six starts. He played thirty. He played in thirty-five games. I oh, okay. Say You're saying part. put put together one. If that was one whole season, that'd be a hell of a season. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, that's at USC. Saying. That's not at you know, USC Louisiana or South yeah. or yeah. something. US. What is the one in? Uh, there's a US. There's a there's a South Carolina USC. Upstate. Upstate. Yes. <laughs> That's the one. How did I know you're going? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's not like he was doing it at Liberty or Coastal Carolina yeah. or any of those places. Also 57, yes, yes. 57 catches for 421, which is a little over seven uh, catches. That's what then, I think you should be more excited about. Yeah. Is I can't remember the last time you had a viable threat out of the backfield. Devonta Williams was probably the last one. Okay. But he wasn't. He's not this. He's not this caliber of a player. Right, and I mean, they tried to make Ellis this, and I don't think that really. It, yeah, I, but, yeah. I, my my opinion is very quite different from Brandon's on on David Ellis. I'm a decent David Ellis fan. Brandon does um, does not think he just, he's a great. He just fit. needs to find a spot and get his reps there, and not play this. Yeah, am I am I not game? Right. Um, moving on. So Which to the last fault, one, the that's, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just, not I his fault. Want, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the, the newest incoming transfer, uh, Cameron Buckley, he's a wide receiver transfer from Texas A&M six, two, one So like every wide receiver that we have, that's not David Ellis or DJ Matthews, uh, 2017 
Under Armour All America game. Uh, had some good size offers outside of Texas A and M, uh, Auburn, Iowa, Miami, Florida, um, TCU, and Texas. Um, from what I've read it on the Texas A and M website, he can play outside, but slot is kind of where they tried to fit him in. I don't think he fits at six two one ninety in the slot at IU. Not usually, yeah. no. So, but whatever everything I've read as far as he goes, good athlete, but not super speedy. He's not big enough to be like your Megatron Julio Jones. Right. But he's got great hands. Like his so whenever I think about that, I immediately think of Ty Freifogel. TFF. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's old. just one last thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, immediately think of Ty Freifogel. So just to get into some of his stats real quick. Uh, career highs, 2018, he had 34 catches and 474 yards and his touchdown career high was three in 2017. So again, this is not, and this kid, as far as injuries go, from what I could tell, were not too big of an issue. Just, I mean, Texas A&M's loaded. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just stuck behind some really good players or, or got jumped up on the, um, depth chart. So yeah, uh, he was one of those guys that when he announced there was a bunch of gigum, uh, Aggie fans who were this is always kind of I'm never sure how to read this they're like you're going to get a guy who's going to work really hard and they were all like wishing him well um and you're always like are you wishing him well because you're glad he's gone or are you like at least he's going to work hard he doesn't have anything else to him or are they honestly like just happy for the player um it's always a tough read (laughs) when you get those guys but they were really like uh they all seemed to really like him they, there wasn't any like when, when you have a player that's, there. Yeah. Like, so I can't think of any, and I'm not trying to be a smart ass. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head for you as a specific example at Purdue. But if you have uh, somebody that started or played for you for four years, just trying, 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 trying to make his way up the depth chart, just couldn't do it. Ends up graduating and is going to come in as a graduate Jared, student. Jared you, Sparks. You want him to do well, right? You don't yeah. hate him. Hey, look, you, you've graduated. You're moving on. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks for your four years. So yeah, we had a guy, Jared Sparks, who did that, came in as a quarterback, transferred to wide receiver. Sorry, didn't transfer, transitioned to wide receiver. And then just kept getting, we kept recruiting guys over him. You know, yeah. David Bell, Ahmad Anderson. We had all these guys come in, Rondale. Rondale. After Howdy. him. And now he's, I think, at Louisiana Monroe. And like, I think his brother, he had a, a brother who was at Missouri. They played head to head, covered each other. Missouri. Uh, and now I think they're both at ULM. And good for them. Like I hope yeah. I hope they tear up the Sun Belt. So, like a perfect example of like not doing that. And again, I don't want to rip on kids for transferring out. I'm not gonna do that. That's not my gig. I just wanted a decent transfer or like transition into the outgoing um <laughs> players. So the first one on the outgoing players is a four star wide receiver from last year, um, Rayshon Williams, who we all kind of had pretty big hopes for understood that he was probably going to redshirt this year. The kid was skinny coming out of high school, needed to add to his frame, had a decent size frame to do it, but was being jumped on the depth chart by under recruit rated players like Javon Swinton and such. So Rayshon has transferred. He has moved on to a junior college that I do not have listed. Um, And I, I'll get into what I think about some of these players and if if um, we're going to really miss them or not. I don't think we will with Rayshon Williams. I mean, maybe down the road, but 
but bringing in somebody like Cameron Buckley just kind of fills that hole immediately. So um, the next one is Tremar Reese. Uh, he's transferring, but he doesn't know where he's going yet. A 2017 three-star defensive end didn't see the field much. Um, maybe I think he, I think he played in like maybe three games last year. No stats recorded. Um, we lose another receiver in Jordan Jakes, another kid that I was pretty high on because of his size. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but I want to say he's like six, four, six, five. Uh, you could, you could point him out on the sideline. That's how big he was. Um, 2019 recruit three-star wide receiver dressed and played multiple games that I remember him playing, but I don't ever remember seeing him either on the field when we needed to make a play or ever really being targeted. Uh, and he's moved on to UNLV. Um, I'll just go through these other ones here really quick, and then we'll get to the one that kind of connects this together with you. Um, Jalen Malaya uh, has transferred to UAB, the 2023 star defensive end. Again, probably just being jumped on the depth chart um, or maybe just not a fit for this team. Britt Berry, a graduate transfer, uh, 2017 three star interior offensive lineman. Don't Where know was if he's. Brit where was he from? From Carmel. Do you, do you, He's from that's Carmel. what I thought. Okay, I was going to say, why does that name sound so familiar? Yeah, okay. Carmel, Indiana, suburb outside of Indianapolis. Um, I guess if you're listening to this pod, chances are you know where Carmel's at, so I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> the next one, so we have nine transfers. So this is number six, is TJ Ivey. Immediately after I talked about him on our tight end podcast, he decided he was going to transfer because of me. So the 2018 three-star tight end has gone to <laughs> Coastal Carolina. Um which that next, might be a good thing for him. I mean, I guess, yeah. Coastal Carolina is on the up, and with his his recruitment and his pedigree and his background, he should be able to go right in, plug and play, get some stats, and go because he's not playing this year again. With Peyton, I think a lot of these transfers are because of the eligibility rule, and because they, they don't have to sit out anymore. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, well, there's that, and because what I mean is like Peyton Hendershot would have had to leave college this year right yeah, he would have been yeah. done but yes. because he's got i think because he's got the the extra year now he's got another year to fig to figure it out and get in the nfl day two high-end draft pick um <laughs> so much upside if he if he's he not one of those guys if he can keep it together he just needs a whole lot of the ball he's so yep. good Put just together gets the ball baby um, right, that's not this pod though yep no next one is jeremy passmore uh somebody i had to watch pretty, it Damn it. <laughs> Home Alone? No? Okay. No. Yeah, when they had the big uh, spilling everything all over the... Uh, Uncle Frank says, pass more, and then that's when Kevin gets squeezed into the uh, wall. Watch it. Yeah, watch right. it. That's what mm -hmm. he says, yeah. <laughs> Either way, uh, 2019 three-star defensive end that I was pretty excited for coming out of um, high school, kid out of Florida, played in three games, recorded no stats. Uh, heading back home, going to Florida International to uh, be a Golden Panther, which is redundant because Panthers are golden to begin with. If you uh -huh. did not know that, uh, then okay, they're not. I'm telling you. But there's Black Panthers. Yeah, but that's that's a type of Golden Panther. A type of Panther is a Black Panther, but Panthers are golden, similar okay. to a mountain lion, <laughs> a puma. Yes. Puma. Puma. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I'll I'm just trying to, to distract you now. I'll, yeah. I'll skip down to the most recent one, and then we'll get to the one that kind of connects uh, 
the Purdue IU tie here, but Gary Cooper, uh, tight end wide receiver, 2013 or 2019 three-star has transferred to Bryant. I believe it's Bryant university. Um, good for him, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he's going to see the field kind of flip-flops his body types, not perfect for a wide receiver, not perfect for a tight end in the big 10. So, um, I think he should shine there if he gets a chance to play. Um, and then the last one, which kind of broke my heart a little bit. Um, cause I was, everybody was pretty excited for Demarge Lewis, uh, the three-star defensive lineman, uh, from the 2019 class. Uh, I'm pretty sure we were in a battle with Auburn for him. It was just IU right. versus Auburn and we snagged him. Oh, maybe the day before signing day or on signing day. And that was a big victory for us. Uh, knew he was going to red shirt last year and, uh, didn't see him leaving, but I think because Mark Hagan, is that who went to Purdue? Um, the D-line a, coach, uh, D-line the coach or, yeah, and, and recruit and recruiting guru. I think. Yeah. So yeah. I think he went to Purdue and his cousin is on the Purdue team. Yes. Uh, Demarge Lewis is transferring to Purdue. I wish there were ways to keep people from doing that. Um, hey. but you know, we got to let him have win something at some point so and we need we did a d-line depth bad we have two pretty good ends and a third one coming or a third one i don't know if he's depth yet or if he, he needs to progress a little bit but is lorenzo neal's fat butt is he out of there yet yeah he signed on a on a what is it udfa i nice. can't remember where though and then barnes is gone right he got drafted yes by the I lions know, I, I know think. he wasn't uh he was drafted high Right, second round or something like that. No, no, no. Rondale was the second rounder. I think Barnes was fifth. We okay. only had two guys get drafted. Okay, um, more than us. Um, yeah. So that's it. So let's go back to the incoming. Do you have one particular player that you think is going to make an immediate impact, and who would that be? I'm gonna go who you need an instant impact from. Uh. And, and I have it between two guys. Um, I, I want to, I know we've talked about Ryder Anderson before, um, but I think D line, you can make up sacks between as a, as a unit um, and return specialists are great. And I have it narrowed down to, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pick Steven Carr. He's the guy you need. Um, again, you can kind of plug and play along the offensive line a little bit. But you need, with Stevie Scott uh, out of the picture, that's who you need to offset and to really take a lot of the pressure off of Penix. Because um, I've seen some pictures of him lately. He looks good. He looks ready to go. He looks like he's, you know, bursting at the seams to play. Um, but if you can augment any of his, the dependence on him, uh, I, the easiest way to do that is with a running game. So you put Samson uh, and Carr together. Uh, that could be a really good lightning-thunder mix. Uh, I don't know who's lightning, who's thunder. I guess Carr would be lightning. Carr would be point. lightning. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a hell of an option. But, uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time not going with Zach Carpenter, too. Uh, but I'm just going to go. I'm going to stick with Stephen Carr. He's yeah. the one you need to have the big year from. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's I don't want to say the obvious choice, but that's I don't that's see a right, number two the running right back. One. I don't know who else you have. Like, I'm I can look at the I can look at the unit. I can you know 
I just don't know who that second back is. It's gonna uh, the second back is 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 Samson James. That's sorry. your second back. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I mean, behind Samson James. Yes, yes. I okay. don't know where that depth comes from. So you need that one-two punch, and and you know with James, one of those uh, as one of those guys, Carr has to be the other. Yeah. So the the freshmen, there's two freshmen coming in. Again, you don't really want to, you know, bank on them. You've got Tim Baldwin back there. Oh yeah, I forgot about Timmy B. Yeah, and then you've got a couple walk-ons and Aaron Lloyd and and Davion Irvin Poindexter. But maybe um, that's the problem is that I forgot about Timmy Baldwin. Yeah, like, Tim Baldwin is. I, I think, think he's, he's going to be good. good I think he's going to be good. I yeah. just don't think that you want to be reliant on him. One more year. Next year. Yeah. When you're trying to go for, I know the over under seven and a half wins, but you know, if you're realistically going for a nine, 10 win season, you need Timmy Baldwin to be the third fiddle. Yeah. Um, Again, yeah, that's not, not, is not nice. an insult. I don't want that to come off as, as and, any kind of. Yeah, I get it. No, no, no I get it. Cause I agree with you. And I think that, I think that Stephen Carr is a, is a perfect person to have in front of Tim Baldwin. So somebody that has. Thank you. you yes. Make fun of this all you want, I guess, but has the experience has, has been there in college for four years already has played at a major university has has done all the all the big time stuff and is similar weird enough if you just look at them don't look at anything else just look at their faces Stephen Carr looks like a monster like Stephen Carr looks like a defensive end I don't know how else to say that I guess it's a compliment I think because then when you see him play he plays more like a Tim Baldwin like a shifty like Mm -hmm. It, it's it's fascinating to see. If you haven't seen his highlights, they're they're pretty impressive um, from the time that he was on the field. Um, okay, so this is where we're going to disagree. Oh, okay, I was going to reverse it here. I, I need to hear what you because you think I have the obvious choice. So what's yeah? The, what's I think DJ Matthews. Choice? I think DJ Matthews uh, is going to okay. make an impact. Okay. Um, whether or not it's at receiver, as okay, well. If I he do returns think he's a one big, punt, one kickoff yeah. for a touchdown, or flips fields in a big game. In a big game. It can't be against Idaho or Western Kentucky right, right. or Rutgers. I mean, maybe right. I mean, a Big Ten win's a Big Ten win, so we'll take right, it. Yeah. But um, I get that. And then as far as our – I just texted uh, Brandon on his anniversary, sent him the video of um, – <laughs> <laughs> James Bomba. Oh God. <laughs> uh in his fight, and he just sent back, that's our tight end. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um uh, so, yeah, that's nice. He, he's really missing this pod. He he really wanted to be on this one, but I was like, we can't let the people wait. So um, and then as but far I, as outgoing, honorable mention is Zach Carpenter, right? Is Zach Car yeah, I mean that's nobody wants to talk about offensive linemen. Get right. That's why I did it's not sexy, that's why I didn't pick it. Yeah. Um, and then outgoing, who do you think? I mean, I think yours is pretty obvious who to, who to pick. And it's the only one to me. I, that's the only one that we're going to miss is mm-hmm. Demarjean Lewis, I think. Oh, I thought, okay, yeah. I had it between him and Rayshon, um, just because of the potential that Rayshon had, maybe. Yeah. But you guys have depth there, so I don't think it's – I don't think it hurts you as much as it's going to help whatever Juco bounce back he mm-hmm. goes to. Like I can see him showing up at Colorado, you know, in 2022 mm-hmm. and then desperately, you know, fitting in perfectly. Um, so I don't get excited about four-star wide receivers anymore. Like I just no. don't, 
No. Because if you go through IU's all-time commits, you've got people like Taj Williams, never played for IU. Dominic Booth, barely played for IU. Um, Rayshon Williams, never played for IU. Like there's some there's some big time recruits that we've had, like Jonah Morris, never really played for IU. Um, that we've had that and only at really that position. Um, that never really made an, an impact at all. It's so, one of the weirder rated from a scouting perspective positions that you would think would be easy, but they get wrong. I don't say wrong. Mm they mischaracterize a lot and I just don't get it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think size and speed of high school versus college eats up a lot of these kids. And I think some of them, I know wide receivers tend to be stereotypically diva positions. Um, so you also maybe have some guys who may have some work ethic issues or some ego issues. Again, I'm not saying that's Rayshon. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just spitballing here about why because we had the same problem at purdue uh where some of our biggest four-star guys ended up being our biggest bust because they i think they think if, i think they think they've already made it yeah i and not to steal brando's randos here which we don't have any i really apologize i waited until the very <laughs> end of the pod to tell you that we don't have them um okay so if i were to tell you hey you can have a the same stats same like same height same weight you can have a three-star wide receiver from Florida or Texas that played in a similar league to a, a four-star wide receiver from Michigan. Honestly, which one would you rather have? I would rather have the kid from Texas or Florida. Why? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the talent that they're playing every week should be better than what you're playing in Michigan every week. Yes, but I think there are, I mean, as somebody, as a Purdue fan who recruits heavily out of all three of those states, and I think we just brought in a couple of guys from Michigan as wide receivers. Um, I want to push back on that, but yeah, okay, I mean, Iowa, a four-star wide receiver out of, of Iowa. Of course. Yeah. When they play seven on seven. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. I think the generic obvious answer is you always want a guy from one of these marquee California, Texas, Florida States, nine times out of 10 over a generic guy with the same ratings out of Michigan or Minnesota or Wisconsin or uh, uh, Iowa, as you said. I think gotcha. that's, yeah. Same with Indiana, even like an Indiana, Indiana four-star kid. Yeah. Like I played with an Indiana four-star kid who went to Notre Dame and he ended up being the best in Notre Dame history until Golden Tate came along. But um, yeah, you just, you never know what you're getting because of the day in day out talent that you're facing, like in Texas and Florida, where there's tons of four-star, three-star, a few five-star guys on almost every team. It feels yeah. like so speaking of day in day out talent, oh, let's boy. talk about this spot, this podcast sponsor, the Monon Track Club. The Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. I'm not going to do all that running stuff again. Whatever, sick hoodies, sick t-shirts. So check out the link in the show notes, mtc.com, monontrackclub.com. That was incorrect for me to say MTC, monontrackclub.com. Use the promo code L-E-O 
one zero. That's LEO, the numbers one zero for 10% off your purchase. Support an IU alumni owned small business and check out some pretty sweet merchandise um, with some new stuff that I've already seen, believe it or not. Spoiler uh, alert. That's not on the website. I can't tell you any more than that. He like made me verbally sign a, a non-disclosure. <laughs> uh, I actually had lunch with him today. Um, he also have some, he may have some more exciting news coming well, along. We're not going to talk about that. I know. I know. I'm just very happy. A new for potential sponsor for the pod down the road. So very excited for him. That's going to do it, man. That's going to wrap this one up. Uh, Brandon will be back next week. Um, we will get into, I believe he wants to talk about official visits, which start on the 10th. Um, we just got some good news. Uh, let me check it out. Let me get it for everybody here on the pod. Um, we have a quarterback coming in from Texas. Let me get his name here before I get it wrong. His you don't need a name. Quarterback, Texas. Good quarterback to go. from Texas. Not named um, Drew Brees. Colt McCoy. <laughs> I don't know. Sam Elger. Do, yeah, I guess they do start. On, I think he's coming on the 10th. I believe. No, he's coming on an unofficial, so I'm not going to be able to find it on oh, yeah. the website. But we've got visits on the 11th, the 18th, the 21st, the 22nd, and the 25th. So, And they're loaded with some talent. So we'll get into it. We'll break down some of the important players that are coming in. Uh, at least get the names of everybody coming in shouted out at least once. Uh, I don't see any five-star quote-unquotes coming in, but uh, multiple four-star recruits that are going to be making their way in from Florida, Texas, pretty much just Florida and Texas, a couple Ohio kids coming in as well. So uh, we'll get a little bit more in-depth with them. Um, and then eventually, uh, Michael's over here working on a little bit of an interview possibility. Oh boy. So uh, we may have a former player on to talk about stuff like that. Maybe official visits. I will see whenever he wants to come on. So uh, we'll give him a ring and we'll get him on the pod. Uh, either way, Brandon will be back next week. Brandos Randos will be back next week. I will be back next week. Seth may be back next week. We'll see. Um, I'll, be on, I'll be on mute. On mute. He'll be on mute <laughs> looking up stats while Brandon and I fight with each other about David Ellis. So. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Um, you know what? I almost forgot to do the really important part, and that is for you guys to check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We're at facebook.com backslash podcast LEO and on Twitter at podcast LEO. Also, follow. Don't subscribe. Not a thing anymore. Download, rate, review, please. Just uh, There's another podcast that I do with Seth, okay? And we said this yesterday. You don't have to like us, okay? But we love you for listening. Thank you very much. Um, leave us a crappy review. I don't care. Just give us five stars. I five have a stars. Spot. Make fun of it. Go and for then it. just make fun of us in your five star your five star review. So, uh, if you do, if you do that, how about that? If you do that, we'll shout out. Um, and then eventually, once we get merch, I, I will save your name and I will give you a T shirt. How's that? And we'll sound? give you uh, vaccinated hugs and kisses. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do a tailgate <laughs> thing. Hugs and kisses all around. Okay. Um, until then, we'll talk to you next week. Um, that's it. Say the ending. No, I'll say it. Elio. Elio. <laughs> Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio.
You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.